Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. With me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Welcome to our world. You know, it may not be pretty at times, but it is guaranteed to be both exhilarating and annoying simultaneously. We aim to go where those who are much smarter than us would never even think of dipping a toe in. We poo-poo logic, and we'll do like a full belly flop for everyone now listening. Wherever and whoever, whatever, you, wherever you may be, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whoever, whatever. Yeah. yeah you with me? All right, super. Because we care. That's right. We, we do care. I mean, we don't care all the time, but mostly we do. That's correct. So, we should get going right now. I have something I was going to share with you at lunch today and forgot. It's Ooh, something tacos. I kind of feel strongly about. I think I do. I, I, yes, I do. No, no, okay, okay. Regarding lunch, was I right or was I right about Denny's having the best patty melt around? Was that not delicioso? Well, I have to admit, you were on the money with that call. But anyway, what I was going to bring up was my decision to avoid things that I like for Lent. Why? I never told you about this because, you know, just in case I wasn't able to pull it off, I thought I'd keep it to myself for a while. Lent, you haven't officially rejoined the church yet, have you? I mean, you missed last Sunday, so I was wondering if you had quit again. My mom <laughs> said if you were a real Catholic, you would never miss Mass. She called you a Jack Catholic. Well, you know, that's actually pretty accurate. You know, I was never officially uh, a member of the Catholic Church. It wasn't really a voluntary situation. When You know, you know the story. I don't need to yeah. get back in that. But I do dig the new Pope, all right? And I'm okay with going Pope more Frank. than just Easter and Christmas now, now that he's in charge. I will go maybe three or four times during the year, like maybe once a quarter or something. But anyway, I've been thinking how most people just keep, you know, going back to what they're familiar with. And it kind of relates to this. They never venture out from their comfort zone, especially people our age. Well, what's wrong with that? We know what we like. And that says you're closed off to anything you haven't already experienced. How boring is that? I mean, think about it. Would it kill people over 35 to maybe try some new stuff? Those people are pretty busy these days, but they don't have time to go through the buffet line of life. Too many options can give you a headache. But, but that don't... <laughs> think about it. That means only younger people will be the ones who constantly adapt to new music, non-John Grisham books, and most importantly, different types of network TV shows. You know, the really important things in life. Do you realize how much this is going to mess up that Darwin dude's theory? What evolution of the human species? It, it, what evolution? It's going to stop after 35 or 40. I never thought about it that way. So, so you think just going with what I am comfortable with will upset the order of man? Well, it's possible. Didn't you watch, like, last week's Cosmo show? The new uh, yeah. one on Fox hosted by uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Seriously, they to. talked about this. It's called natural selection. As parents raised their children in the last 30 to 40 years, certain decisions were made, and now we're seeing the results. Like what? Are, are we starting to develop, like, a, a third eye or, or even a tail? No. No, stupid is totally baked in, though, to a large segment of our society's DNA. And there seriously, there may be no reversing it, at least with people our age. So 
I'm thinking that there's still hope, though, for the younger people in the well, world. Is natural selection the reason the mentalist is so darn popular? I think it's a strong clue that stupid is won out in the battle within our gene pool. I'm serious. Every time you choose, and I'm speaking to you specifically, you choose to listen to Maroon 5 or mm. Katy Perry, you are maybe doing irreparable harm to the future of mankind. Wow. When you put it like that, I feel really bad about the choices you I've made should. over the years. I had no idea of the consequences of having bad taste. I just thought it was between me and God. It would be nice to live a life that had no negative impact on others, wouldn't it? You know, if there was no cause and effect of me choosing crappy stuff to eat, read, and watch over a long period of time, well, I sure would sleep a lot better these days. My problem is I'm just coming to grips with what I've contributed towards the future of mankind. I'm creeped out really from... what. I'm trying to own up, okay? I'm trying to accept this thing. I understand. I watched every episode of Matlock and bought every Goo Goo Dolls CD. Yes, I Ooh. did. And I have to cop Ooh. to buying most, most of Stephanie Meyer's books, too. I, I, yes, I've admitted it. It's, it's done. Jeez, even I didn't know that. Okay, I, I, I got to move on. We got a show to do. We can talk about this in a little later, all right? Right now, we need to play a song by, a, by a, one, of the, one of the all-time great Northwest bands. Yes, that's correct. It's a Screaming Trees, Change Has Come. Oh, sleep comes fast, there's no will to erase 
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is Paul Stanley, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to the first member of the KISS Army. It's Spud Goodman, right here on the Spud Goodman Show. Keep it tuned, and now let's hear some KISS so we can get paid. Spud, 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 we have a call with Mr. George Lopez. Super. Before we get going, I need to inform our listeners. Everybody's already aware of this, but I'll, I'll, I'll do this one more time. You you have another show. Another. Another show, and you're, you're, it's a weekly comedy show uh, titled St. George, airing Thursdays on FX at 9 p.m. So thank you so much for taking time to check in with us. Yes, sir. Thank you for the uh, plugs, man. You're, it's very efficient, and uh, I appreciate it very much. Well... That's, you know, I, I want to let me start this thing by saying I followed your career over the years. All right. And why I'm a fan, I got to tell you, is number one, because you're extremely honest and open, both in your stand up act and uh, when in the public arena. So in essence, you don't BS people. And that's refreshing these days uh, doing in, being in the business myself. So thank you for your service to the entertainment industry. Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, honesty is really the toughest thing. To, um, to 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 have be believable because there's always false honesty and there's always you know if somebody says oh they're dehydrated or I'm fatigued or yeah. I'm stopping the tour because I uh, we decided uh, against this when really ticket sales are not there's always an alternative reason and I think people have become accustomed to dealing with a uh, uh, an excuse that's not the truth I've decided that uh, I would only be truthful and not get offended unless something was actually really disrespectful and just answer the question as it's asked. Well, in, in, in fact, your first episode of uh, St. George, uh, you dealt head on with, uh, you know, an incident that maybe a few of us, maybe my chick, my co-host Chick and I have uh, also experienced. You had a little, you know, a rough night, but you dealt with it in the first 15 minutes of your first show, correct? Straight up. Uh, you know, I did. You know, there, there, you, you know the worst thing would, uh, would have been to uh, apologize to fans for letting them down. Um, you know, th- there's a public personality and there's a private personality. I let myself down, and that was the thing I had to deal with uh, first. So, uh, in actually taking the lead and accepting responsibility, it, it really did diffuse. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of things. That picture will always be there. That's all right. But as long as I don't, uh, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since I got up. I thought it was actually a poetic ending to that chapter in my life to be down and then get up and be a different person. Right, right. Um, well, the new show, St. George on FX, you happen to have as your co-star, in my opinion, the best character actor working today, Mr. Danny Trejo of Machete fame. Is that That's correct, right? That is correct. You know, when I was putting this show together and I started to write this character, who was an uncle who was kind of competitive, who my mother adored because it was his brother, didn't think much of me as a son, but thought everything about him. He's never worked. He doesn't wear a shirt. He's covered in tattoos. He has a son that still calls him daddy, even though his son is clearly in his 40s. And and somehow in, in our family, that's revered. But a hardworking guy who married a white woman is actually ostracized. Right, right. <laughs> Well, is he a pussy? Is he a pussy cat off stage, or is he a badass twenty four seven? Every you know, I, I'm no, I'm, no. You know what? He, he he's a very sweet guy. You know, he, he he's uh, 
He's uh, paid his debt to society. Right. He hasn't had a drink in 45 years. Actually considered like a living legend in sobriety. Uh, and uh, he, he's the sweetest guy that that, uh, that you can imagine. But but I'm guessing maybe his tattoos uh, were not done at, at a high-end establishment at the Beverly Center, though, right? Those are like... Uh... <laughs> I don't think Danny has ever been in a professional tattoo parlor. I'm sure that he's had some needles wrapped in, str- in with string and then dipped into an old big, uh, big pen. Right. Yeah, he's had a couple of those. Okay, all right. Um, hey, as you've achieved your level of success in stand-up comedy, I've heard that you've been very supportive of others who are starting out in the business. Do you find that maybe a few other highly successful comedians are reluctant to maybe lend a hand as they maybe feel a little threatened? Uh, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to go there, is uh, like someone might come to mind, like maybe say a Jay Leno or some others that, like he never let dudes come on his show and do their full act or anything. Did you, was that, tr- is that true or is that, am I off on that one? Well, I don't know. I mean, that, I think statistically, I, I mean, I don't, I didn't book the Tonight Show. I just know that when I did my, my, my talk show. Right. Uh, I actually enjoyed having a lot of comedians on Chris D'Elia and as O'Brani and I had a lot of do Joe, Joe Coy. I had Bobby Slayton and I had George Wallace. I mean, I, I ran the whole spectrum uh, because I wasn't threatened by comedians and actually loved the young guys and actually respected the guys that had been doing it as long as I have. So I loved having them on. Well, you... you uh we're, I mean, the, the thing, I guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive, maybe within the industry, I mean, you, you don't exactly uh, bite your tongue. And that, I mean, a lot of people just you know kiss ass and just and, and don't say anything. But you know, you you had your own show and you obviously chose to go another route. I heard, I'd heard Leno was a little pissed that you had called him out about that, but you know, I would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers. Well, you know, I had no negative feedback. Listen, Jay Leno is his own person. If he's upset, I wouldn't... Listen, if somebody talked about me like that, I'd be upset to be honest. So, uh, you know, I haven't received a call from him. If he calls, we'll talk. If he doesn't, we won't talk. But uh, I, I don't... Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no there's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and I don't like him, but that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't like vanilla ice cream, but that doesn't keep me from going to Baskin-Robbins. And, and you don't like me a lot of times, yeah. you tell me. All right, uh, so let me... Let's, <laughs> so your, your talk show on TBS, Lopez Tonight, was pretty loose and freewheeling, a little different model than maybe, uh, I don't know, than some other shows. So did you feel any pressure being the one and only, say, Hispanic dude to have his own talk show? Well, I didn't feel any pressure being a, a Hispanic. I just, I just thought we were trying to do a show that was uh, a little bit different that we we said we were going to do to the executives, and then when they saw it, uh, they didn't they didn't particularly care for it. But uh, uh, I thought the guests were great. I thought the band was amazing. I still talk to the band leader all the time, and uh, it was a great two years. I'm not sure if it's a job that I would have wanted to do the rest of my life. But uh, the opportunity to do it and meeting all the people that I got to meet and, and putting the bands on that I did and the comedians that I did and sitting there with the guests was a, a, a great two years in front of the camera. I didn't enjoy the two years behind the camera, but, the, but what we were doing was great. You were on the list of all-time greatest dads, too, TV dads. That's pretty amazing. I, I think I'm in the top 20. That, that, that's one of the most amazing things I think uh, uh, I was just telling somebody the other the other day that, that that's an honor because 
I grew up without a father watching guys play dads and, and uh, never thinking I'd be on that list. All right. 18. Um, you stated in the past you, you might want to run for office someday, maybe possibly mayor of Los Angeles. Are the dreams bigger now? That's I was kind of curious about that. No, no, no. You know, there, there's background checks that come along with uh, <laughs> with political officials. And uh, um, listen, Arnold Schwarzenegger gave everybody false hope that some, that you could be in politics. It, it, it's a it, it's a rough uh, it's a rough career. You know, I've been around politicians enough to know that uh, you think Hollywood is tough. Politics could be a little bit tougher. Maybe, but I, I would think you could recover from almost anything. You just you have uh, an innate ability to, uh, I don't know. I, I, anyway, we, we've no, we all know uh, other politicians that have come back from uh, much worse. So I just keep that bug well, in well, your if ear. I ran, if I ran for office, I wouldn't run on being the most uh, educated uh, candidate. I'd run on being uh, a, a people person. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you got my vote. Anyway, all right. Well, I know we need to wrap up this conversation, but I got to ask you, what has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? I know there's been a billion, but can you maybe pick out just one? Well, the one that comes to mind is, you know, when I was in high school, this guy used to play Bruce Springsteen, and, and we never really got it. And then when I got it, I really got it. Like, I, I mean, I, I consider him one of the, one of the, really one of the most talented people ever heck yeah and uh in 2008 we did uh, barack obama's inauguration in right. dc in front of 250,000 people and i'm standing there getting ready to do the curtain call and i look over to my right and three inches from me is bruce springsteen and uh i said hey can i can i do you mind if i take a picture with you and he's like yeah george of course you know no problem and the fact that he knew my name and and was nice to me was really uh, an amazing moment for me, uh, particularly. Uh, you're also your television show, St. George, airs Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on FX. And again, for anybody out there, his co-stars Danny, freaking Machete, Trejo. I mean, that, I cannot believe how cool a show. So, tell you what, George, thank you so much. Chick, you want to say goodbye? I do. Goodbye. For a genuine musical treat, Tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. Alrighty, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome Daniel G. Harmon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Hey, uh, you're formerly with the band The Trouble Starts, and you're now embarking on a solo career. So, Daniel, I guess that means you'll you'll have to do all the driving now to gigs. No crashing in the back of the van <laughs> yeah. anymore on long trips. Because yeah. that's one of the perks of being in a band, right? Splitting up driving? I tried to get out of driving as much as I could before, just so I could drink and, right. you know, hang out. But, uh, yeah, now it's on me again, so... Kind of boring. No, I know. All right, right. all right. But on the West Coast, you're, you kind of get used to like 10-hour drives. You could always <laughs> take a Greyhound. I've done that, right. and okay. it takes forever to get anywhere. <laughs> but on the plus side, though, let's let's talk about this. It won't be as smelly in whatever vehicle you're in. This is true. <laughs> and I guess you could also, like, maybe bring along an egg salad sandwich in the warmer weather, and no one's going to complain or bitch. Don't even need a cooler. That's right. Just you know, I would never allow that in any vehicle, and that goes back to my grade school years, you know, brown lunch sacks, warm days. <laughs> 
cloak room. You know how that and then is. Then it gets all yeah soggy. But anyway, I guess you're gonna have total control, so that'd be cool. Um, do you now get to drink all the beer though and eat all the M and M's in the dressing room yourself? I yeah, I try to I try to drink and eat them afterwards though, not before. Okay. Do you feel your pockets when you leave? Uh, with yeah, well you know what's funny is that's actually an old trick. Is like a lot of green rooms will have beer because you're not getting paid. Right. You always bring an extra empty guitar case. Throw them right in there. Ah, I see. On you one, make three. note of that, especially when you're on tour, because you can just keep them on the road. Now you know why you're clean. <laughs> that fridge is cleaned out after every show. Yeah, sorry guys. All right. Uh, now hey, you know why I brought an extra guitar case tonight. That's right. <laughs> hey, what, Daniel? What was your favorite superhero growing up? Oh boy, that's a. I don't know. I I didn't really watch a lot of superheroes. I would probably have to say, uh, uh, Superman. How about now? Probably Superman. The new one was badass. Super. You're but, consistent. No, I don't know. The new the new Batman films are pretty awesome, though. Okay. All right. Well, I got to ask you the uh, a business question. Yeah. What are the long-term career goals right now? Long-term career goals is just to keep going. Mm -hmm. I've always I've never really thought of myself as having a really rapid up trajectory. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to kind of do maybe, you know, the Neil Young thing and just keep going mm -hmm. steadily mm -hmm. you see a lot of bands um like new sub pop bands that will get signed and then nothing happens after their second like first or second record and i've never wanted to be be that guy i've always just wanted to con consistently put out good material mm -hmm. and uh slowly grow my career and i just want to do it for for the rest of my life so you're in it for the long haul i am yeah All right. well what's the name of the first song you're gonna do uh the first song i'm gonna do is called forever ever all right let's do it <clears throat> seven holes for seven different souls sick of plenty the soul and now I'm broken to the bone Wasted front, your sedentary home. Listen close, it's almost too far gone. It's almost too far gone. Where Wait up Wait up Wait up It's something tragic for us all You found you treading on your Secret trials and foreign homes all alone. This place is overgrown. And you can't run, it knows the places that you go become unknown and listen to your own. Your 
This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. We have another call, Spud. They said it's Irish, your bodyguard. You know, he hasn't been around much. Did you lay him off? I know money's tight, but... No, just just put him through, all right? Come on. Mr. Goodman, I have something to tell you. Yeah. Am I on the air? Yeah. I'd rather talk to you in private. This concerns your personal security. I'm not afraid of anyone. I mean... You always forget this. Remember, I took karate lessons at the Y for a couple months. Yeah, but wasn't that like I'm a, not afraid of anything anymore at all. That was in high school, Spud. Oh, Irish is a professional, ago. and I would follow everything he says. Irish, how come you haven't been by the studio much these days? I, I mean, I know, you know, I know you're pretty busy and everything, but... Uh, you said there was no reason for me to work on your case 24-7 I know, anymore. I know. So I've taken some other side jobs, you know... Like today, I'm working with a few kids who are having a tough time walking to school. Right. I must say, parents pay a whole lot more for this service than I get for other security jobs. Well, okay. I took you off full-time status Ooh, because burn. doing this radio gig is just flat out. is low-key. I mean, not like the old cable, t- cable TV, you know, days where everyone threw yeah. crap at me. and You know, they knew what I looked like back yeah. then. It was kind of dangerous then. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you. I, I kind of miss those days. I mean, we never really got hurt, and it's kind of fun dodging beer cans. Well... If you insist, I can give you the skinny live on the radio. Makes no difference to me. I received some intel that one of your listeners, a person who is probably listening right now, may be planning to make an appearance at your studio. Saw a post on Facebook that she intends to declare her feelings for you in person, on your show. She wasn't specific about when, Um, but it could be pretty embarrassing for you. Maybe discussing this on the air will let her know you're aware and will be taking necessary precautions. Necessary precautions? What kind of precautions? Are you talking about you? You're talking about my stalker, Amber. That's the, the, the woman's been calling the last few months. You know, yeah, we dated. You know, everybody knows that's listening to the show. We dated a few times, but uh, she doesn't really know where the studio is. She, you know, she may have narrowed it down to a general area, but. You know, if, if she actually knew, we both know she would already be here. Yeah, she would have already crashed this place. She sounded like she's really smart, Spud, so eventually she'll bribe a mailman or a paperboy to give up the address of the NWCZ. It may be an undisclosed location, but no one is above selling information for the right price. Okay, Irish, are you right? Snowden Ma- maybe, maybe you should go back on full-time status with me. Look, I'm going to scrounge up the money somehow, and, I, and I'm going to send it uh, to your PayPal account. All right, right after the show. Because I, I really can't have this woman breach what little security we have now and publicly embarrass me. I, I don't think so. So, and, and anyway, off the record, she, she, you know, she might have something in her possession that would... It's kind of sensitive inf- personal information, okay? You, you know what I mean. If it's what I'm thinking about, then yeah, that would be pretty embarrassing. Yeah, okay, fine, I told you to fine. wait until the relationship was stable before consummating it, but you never listened to me. 
I hate to say this, but Minister Hunter is correct on this one. I hate to hear I'm that, too. I'm advising you to refrain from any further contact romantically with anyone well, for the foreseeable future. It could really complicate matters. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like I'm Wilt Chamberlain or anything, but fine, okay, no problem. I will go the monk route until you get the situation under control. Fine. Okay, I got to go now. I'll drop by your place tomorrow and we can discuss some other security precautions. All Later. Right. All right, bye. Okay, that was actually fairly disturbing, but we got to get back on track here. Okay, so, so, so do you think I really messed up the human race by choosing to see every Fast and Furious movie or never missing a Bachelor episode? You, you made me feel real creepy. I mean, who wants to be the reason for genetic collapse? I didn't say for sure just consuming crap would do this. I just suggested that the cumulative effect, cumulative effect, you know what I'm talking about, uh-huh. for millions of others, I don't know, it could bring us to the tipping point. It's, it's, it's a theory. You know, I, I guess it could make one of my favorite bands, Devo, True Prophets. Well, just Time how, will tell, I guess. How does the human race de-evolve? I'm kind of scared. Will we suddenly start crawling on all fours like Homo sapiens did no. millions of years ago? I don't think de-evolution will occur that fast where people will regress to slithering on the ground in your lifetime. But, you know, things could get pretty weird soon. You know, maybe man will have to go back to hunting hunting. Hunting and gathering, or oh. gathering and hunting, or what did they, whatever they called it, oh. you, you know. And I'm not talking about Costco either. I'm a horrible hunter. There's no way I could club a deer or a cow. But I would look in their eyes, man. I'd just think about the pennies, and I'd freeze up for sure. I, I hope it doesn't come to that in the years I have left, or I'm gonna starve. Well, I, actually, I'm more worried about gathering, you know, because I'm a bit of a hoarder, and trying to figure out how to lug around all the stuff I accumulate, roaming the countryside, Whoa. that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um. I'm just thinking ahead, you know, should this horrible chain of events goes down? Well, do you think there's anything we, all of us, can do to make sure this never happens, well, or is it too late? I, I wish I knew. I'm not a scientist and can't project just how far down the road we are to, to a total U-turn in our evolution. You know, maybe there is some hope, but I keep going back to shows like American Idol and Lindsay Lohan's new reality show, or especially that new Frito sandwich at Subway. Ooh. That used to be a safe haven from drive through garbage. Now Jared will be relapsing for sure. God, I hope not. You know, he gave me hope that if I got as big as a trailer, I could lose 150 pounds to it safe at Subway. Well, safe Subway. But if he gains it all back, then there's no hope for the rest of us. I don't want to be a buzzkill for this show. You know, but we still have to finish this thing. So why don't we just try to put this off to the side? Because I know when you start thinking about this stuff, you lose focus and the show, and we just have problems, all right? I I guess, you know, once I got freaked out, I I have a tough time focusing. All right, yeah, I know that. So just be a professional. And let's just get through the next half hour. Right now, we need to hopefully take a call from our next guest. Are they there? Is he there? Spud Anwan says we have Dana Gold waiting. Super. Dana, are you on the phone? Hey, how are you? Very cool, actually. Um, Welcome to our show. With me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Uh, Chick, you're approved for a a hello to Mr. Mr. Gould in one brief question, so be prepared. Just one? Just one. When do I get to say hello? You can say hello right now. Hi. All right. Hey man. Okay. Uh, so that's a very good. That's a very good question, and I'm glad you asked. Yeah, absolutely. You're done. Your history for this baby. So, Dana, you've been referred to as a highly intelligent performer, and I, I'm not going to label you as the thinking man stand up, as you know, with the yeah. current IQ of the populace, that might not be that helpful in promotional language. Right. Uh-huh. I've been referred to as a highly intelligent performer, but don't let that dissuade you from coming. Right. Um, 
I guess I could say this, that you would you'd do really, really, really well on Jeopardy. Uh, how about that? And you're also funny. Well, I would do well on Jeopardy. I think too much. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, for, for us, you, you know. You, yeah. Well, it's all about your finger response with the button. Well, yeah. But he definitely is going to bring up the uh, You know, I just did. I just did a game show on Comedy Central. I just did at midnight. Oh, and it is cool. you really just have to you just have to ride that button. Ah. All right, write that down, Chip. It's oddly which is oddly uh, good advice uh, in a lot of things. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, we probably should on that one, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, so, so Dana, you've had an interesting career outside of stand-up comedy. Let's let's touch on that a little bit. You were a writer on one of the all-time great comedies ever made, The Simpsons. Still mm-hmm. going strong, by yeah. the way. How many years did you work on the show? Uh, about seven and a half years. Seven, uh, almost eight. Wow. Uh, and then you, I guess you wrote, and then you produced, correct? <laughs> Well, producer is just a fancy way of saying writer. They give you that, you get that title. But, you you know, my job on the first day I worked there was the same as my job on the last day I worked there. And I had, like, you know, several titles. But those are more just like, uh, uh, you know, just uh, status marks. Right. You know, writer, producer, co-executive producer. It's all the same thing. You just go in there and you make crap up. Gotcha. Um, well, I, I want to say this. You did write, if, if my if my research is correct, the very, very funny episode of Bart Has Two Mommies. Is that correct? I did write Bart Has Two Mommies. Uh, yeah, that's the one with Ned Flanders as the ultimate helicopter parent. <laughs> that, that's true. Based, based on my own experiences, that's, you know, it, it's interesting in the sense that, uh, you know, people say, how do you keep having ideas for the show? And it's, it's just, well, as long as you keep living your life, you can have ideas for the show. You just funnel them into the show. You know, I went to China. Uh, my children are adopted from China, mm-hmm. and that's what I wrote the episode, uh, Goo Goo Guy Pan, where they went right. and adopted a baby for Selma. I bought my, first time I bought a house, and I had to get a home security system, which everyone has to do in L.A. because people are just waiting to get you. The woods are filled with wolves and thieves. Um, write that up down. Here, write that uh, down. Wrote, up here too. Write I, that down. I wrote. Uh, yeah, I wrote uh, an article. I wrote an episode where uh, Homer started a home security force called Spring Shield, and that was uh, the episode. Right. Papa's got a brand new badge. So you just, you know, you just apply your regular life to the show, and hopefully. Uh, you know things work out you always tell when an episode is a little lame when you're out of ideas and nothing's going on and then you're like homer finds a magic hat that's all (laughs) that's when things are really you start scraping well you know there's i I guess history would look back and say there was a decent talent pool writing for uh the simpsons would i guess that would be uh like a no-brainer all right we'll move on we Uh, try yeah you try as matt graining said they're gonna do the show until they run out of ideas and then they'll do it for three more years. Right. <laughs> are they are they going to ship those uh, writing jobs offshore on that at that point, Fox? But I don't know. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, hey, uh, just what I Dana, thought. What's your take on the Republican Party rooting for the millions of uninsured to not sign up for health care advice? You know, um, I, obviously, it's advice they wouldn't recommend to their own friends and family. It sure, doesn't it sound like the party comes off a little too much like Mr. Burns? <laughs> they're very, they're very much. They're sometimes it's Mr. Burns, sometimes it's Dracula. My favorite thing. I love the way they um, manipulate the language. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one was just yesterday. My favorite one is when they talk about taking away people's welfare benefits. They always say those people will be relieved from mm-hmm. dependence. 
Uh, like they're doing them a favor. Like there's nothing more onerous than when you go down to the mailbox and find a check. Like they just, they're going to relieve, as if, if you saw a guy in a wheelchair on the street and you grabbed him by his shoulders and threw him out of the wheelchair, you are then relieving him of dependence on that wheelchair. And he is then free to crawl around and start a business. Right. Uh, that's yeah. how they like to think of it. Yeah, I think the kids' stomachs aren't really going to be able to differentiate between where a check comes from. That's just my take yeah. on it. But anyway. I always thought that, that John Boehner is starting to sound like Mr. Smith from Lost in Space. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I, I guess to sum it up, the Republican I think Party... John Boehner, the trick to doing John Boehner, the, the impression of John Boehner was that he doesn't really open his mouth. Uh, because if he opens it wide enough, the truth might come out. Which is that I drink too much, I'm over tanned, and I just want to hang myself in the closet of my mistress's house. Uh, I'm going to take off my white belt, and I'm going to hang myself any time. Uh, he's, uh, I, but, but I try not to get too, too wound up about uh, about anything because I, I tend to think that uh, in the macro sense, in the big sense, that. Uh, if the leaders lead, uh, the politicians will follow. And uh, the trick is, I think, what you, when, you, uh, when you're inculcated and inundated with Fox News every day, uh, right. it tends to shape your thinking. So if you can uh, and, uh, manage to somehow uh, find a way to think for yourself, uh, that uh, tends to be uh, the smartest way to do it. Which is not to say I'm not involved and I don't vote and I don't contribute, but uh, I don't rely on um, politicians for uh, the answers to big problems. They're really just sort of, it's like, a two, it's like having a child. Their job is to kill themselves and it's your job to stop them. All right, that's well put. I think I'll just let that go. That's well stated. All right. Um, hey, what's your take on whether mankind has uh, hit the wall and, 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 you know, in terms of development? Uh, something Chick and I have been dealing with the, the, the whole concept. We're, we're just development? We're, we're mulling everything over. The signs are clearly all around us. Don't you think that, uh, that, that we start de we're de-evolving, basically? You know, I mean, I could see... De-evolving? Yes, de-evolving. We've got Maroon 5, the E-Channel, Sarah Palin, of course. I'm no scientist, but what do you think? Well, here's my theory, and I'll, and I'll give you a practical example of where I come from in this. I recently, uh, well, I lost my wedding ring recently. Um, I was in one of those, um, a divorce. And oh, yeah, I think Chick so, and I have had some experience with that. Yeah. So I've been single now mm -hmm. uh, for the first time in about 20 years. Uh, and uh, I thought that uh, women had evolved out of body hair. Uh, that it was just a human evolution thing mm -hmm. that happened without me being told. Um, uh, it turns uh, the way we the way we lost our vestigial tail, um, but uh, it turns out it's just a fashion choice. Uh, I, I never realized that that was attractive. I, I, I don't know when that became attractive. Uh, I, I don't either. When, but when when women started thinking what guys really like is when you look like a giant baby, but with boobs. I mean, you don't have to look like Lenny Kravitz is tying your shoes, but but here's the point: is that people voluntarily evolve into different forms, right? And um, I think that uh, the problem that we have now is, especially with technology, that our technology is advancing at a far faster rate than our maturity to handle it. In the sense that if you gave a chimp a flamethrower, 
probably the results would not be positive. Hmm. Well, on that first point about the uh, body hair issue, I don't really have a lot of personal experience to really reflect on to make a, a comment on that. But I, the Internet has, has relayed some information that I have really has really been disturbing. But I think I understand where you're going on that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, what's been your most memorable moment uh, in your career to this point in comedy itself? I, I know it's trite, cliche, but it's what I do. Uh, it's a very, very small moment and it wasn't like the most spectacular career thing that it ever had there's two I, I, I'll take that back there's two um, I was uh, Albert Brooks was always a big hero of mine oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just just worship him and uh, he of course worked on The Simpsons he's a good friend of Jim Brooks he does voices he was in the film mm-hmm. and I was at a and I'd met him several times and we had a, a mutual friend and um, but he was always still like, you know, Albert. So I was at a Simpsons party, or party that one of the Simpsons guys had, and I was there. And Albert was there, and I was just kind of stealing glances at him, thinking like, well, I'm not going to go reintroduce myself. That's stupid. And finally, we locked eyes, and he just went from across the room, hello, Dana. Wow. And that was like, oh, he knew, oh, my God, he knows who I am. That is crazy. And it was just like, I'm here in Hollywood at a big shishi party, and my hero is here, and he knows who I am. I thought that was like... Uh, a, a really amazing um, moment. Yeah. Yes, and I can he, die now. Yeah, it was one of those things. And the other one was uh, this summer I acted on a television show uh, called Mob City that aired uh, in December on TNT. Um, that was a uh, period police drama. Frank Darabont in 1947. Yeah, Frank Darabont show. Okay, cool. Uh, and there was one episode where I was stuck in the middle of a shootout, and uh, you know I was on a Hollywood soundstage. I right. was wired up with blood packs. I get the special effects guy saying, "All right, this wall's going to blow up behind you, but when you turn your head away, you can't turn it too far because there's a blood pack on your shoulder that's going to mm-hmm. go, and you don't want that to go in your eye. So you got to kind of split the difference." And there's all this amazing stuff, and I was just like, "This is I'm doing this." Wow. <laughs> it was very, very bizarre to be put in that situation. I'll always have that. It was I'm, very, very great. Yeah, I'm going to have to dig up that episode. That's a pretty cool show. I like it. Um, it was a great show, episode five. Episode five. All right, super. There, now we have a number. I wrote something down. All right, well, um, I, I was told that you got you got to take a lot of meetings, so we won't take up any more of your time, but we really appreciate. <laughs> I'm that, going to get whacked. All right, all right. Um, seriously, man, I, we really appreciate you taking the time, okay? All live, partially nude. All right. That's for the record. On both ends. All right. You should hear the Spud Goodman Show. You should hear the Spud Goodman Show. The Spud Goodman Show. Radio, 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 radio. All right, once again, it's musical uh, guest time, Daniel G. Harmon. What's the, the name of the next song you're going to do? This song is called It's Fine, It's Fine. Do you ever get tired of putting names on all your songs? Totally. How do you come up with that? That's the his job. He's a professional, Chick. I have oh. a list. All right, let's do this. old ones that I just plop in. If I write a, a title, I'll just throw it to okay. a song that I like. Can I do this now? I'm yes. sorry. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> she was swearing up and down. Swearing up and down that this would be 
Atlantic Ocean stirs and moans We found another We found the one She was swearing up and down about a friend One last time One last Francisco's all alone All bets are off All promises are off San Francisco's all alone All bets are off All promises are off This is the Spud Goodman Show we sure got the surprise of our lives. It's uh, clip of the week time, uh, and this Yay. one this one deals with the Cosmos show and and a somewhat large group of individuals who just won't throw in the towel and accept the fact that the Earth is a bit older than six thousand years. Well, like a lot older, actually, like four point five billion to be exact, give or take a few million. You know, I know in life it's a good idea not to sweat the small stuff, but. Do we teach an alternate version of the shape of the Earth? I mean, flat around, you make the call. Or do we teach an alternate version of the law of gravity? I mean, is it a real law or is it just something secular scientists pulled out of their butts? The people who want to shave off 99.999999% of the Earth's actual age with the concept of creationism or creative design, why don't they just split the difference with scientific fact and backdate their theory a couple of billion years and we can call it good? What do you think, Chick? That would work. How come uh, I didn't think I'll of roll that? Roll the thing, please. Now, do they do any interviews with scientists themselves during this whole thing? And do they ever give a creationist any time? Do they ever give a creationist any time? Do they ever give a creationist, creationist, creationist any time? Uh, but it's based upon uh, the narration from the host and then uh, various types of little... Um uh, little video clips of various things, cartoons and uh, things like that. Little video clips of various things. Little video clips of various things, cartoons, 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 tunes, and uh, things like that. Boy, boy, boy. But when you have so many scientists who simply do not accept uh, Darwinian evolution, Darwinian evolution, Darwinian evolution, you know the old some scientists say this, others disagree and think this. Some scientists say this. That's not even allowed. That's not even allowed. That's not even allowed. You know, all ideas are, are discussed. You know, everything's up for discussions all on the table and I thought to myself no 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 consideration of a special creation is special creation is special creation is definitely not uh, open for discussion it would seem <laughs> this adventure is made possible by generations of searchers strictly adhering to a simple set of rules test ideas by experiment and observation build on those ideas that pass the test Reject the ones that fail. Follow the evidence wherever it leads and question everything. Seems to me that that might be something to throw in there. Sometimes, you know, the old some scientists say this, others disagree and think this, but that's not even allowed. 
Once again, here's Bud and Chick. And once again, here's Bud and Chick. And once again, here's Bud and Chick. Spud, we have another call okay, holding. Okay, fine. Just put it through. Call, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Can you speak I'm up? I can't hear you. Outside. Where are you calling from? A tin can? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm calling you on a legitimate telephone. Okay, good. Uh, I've been listening to your show tonight. And, you know, i got to ask you guys a question. Is this program a joke or something? I mean, the stuff you guys say is Hey, 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 dude. Do I come to your job and ask what you do is a joke or something? May I ask what your profession is? Well, if you must know, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I homeschool our four children. My wife works, so yeah. one of us okay. has to stay home. I was the logical choice because I have fallen arches, and right. I have a tough time on my feet all day. Yeah. All right, that's good to know. So what can I do for you tonight? Well, you know, you've been saying tonight that evolution's a given fact, and that is just not true. I mean, it's a theory, but, uh-huh. you know, there are other respected theories. It is not okay to avoid the reality of creationism. A large number of people in this country firmly believe Earth was created by God. Well, hey, I have no problem with that. It's just that your timeline's a little off. This planet was not put together 6,000 years ago. That's a fairy tale. I can go to church quarterly and be aware of this piece of information. That It still works for me. This fact should have no bearing on your faith. As I said previously, please just adjust your numbers and it's all good. Wait a minute, but This guy's called before. Is that guy we, we called the science denier? You yeah, remember right. him? Yes, you are the science denier. You, know, you, know, you know, you can call me what you want, Ooh, but I asked okay. you what was him. the number one movie at the box office last weekend. You know, I'll even give you a hint. It was based on a true story from the Bible. Hangover 4? Noah's Ark, fine. Fine, Noah's Ark. Yeah, I read I read I read the trades. I didn't know I didn't know you, you know, I guess everybody has access to them. So yeah, it did real well, but Anchorman 2 was big a few months ago. What's your point? Oh, and I think the Lego movie also opened at number 1 if anyone cares. You know, I think the fact that a major movie studio committed $130 million to bring a piece of history to the big screen, it's all the proof that anyone needs. You know, it'll be, they'll make millions and millions and millions of dollars because people are thirsting for the real truth. And, and, they really dig disaster flicks too, okay? Do you really think they would have green-lighted this thing if there was no catastrophe involved? Come on. Hey, water World was one of my favorite movies. I mean, Kevin Costner did not receive the credit he deserved. It was amazing. It wasn't that good. It was, it was amazing. Okay. You, know, you, know, you know, we're not saying you can't teach evolution in the classroom. Just make sure you present creationism, too. Is that really too much to but ask? But why? Why? I mean, do you remember the Flat Earth Society? They fought the good fight, too. But I don't hear anyone these days itching to, to bring up one more piece of supporting evidence and telling people to not travel too far. I mean, we can't teach kids something that the rest of the educated world knows is not accurate, all right? Our kids are already far enough behind in math and science. Jeez. Hey, 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 listen. My kids score in the highest percentile in both areas of study. My wife and I are quite proud of them. Yeah, listen, man, I got to go. We got we to go. We'll have to agree to disagree on this one. Oh, and I was going to ask him how come God gave baboons a big blue butt. You, you, you should have brought have, dinosaurs. That, that makes these guys really wig out. Man, I got better things to do. Right now, we're going to take a brief break. Stay with us, please, won't you?
Ryan Seacrest. They say the next Dick Clark is Ryan Seacrest. I guess he somehow passed the host test, and he now calls himself the best, though others would refer to him as a visual pest, with his perfect hair, cheesy smile, and sunken chest. His taste in clothes leans towards a nice sweater vest, but he reads the cue cards with such zest. So no matter what I think, he probably is the next Dick Clark. But no way will he ever fill the shoes of Don Cornelius. The Spud Goodman Show. It has some merit. Hey, you know, you know, something hit me a couple seconds ago. Read this, uh, you know, de-evolution thing. I don't know. It, it's, Things could be going down right now as I speak. Is it something that maybe could help get the human race? We maybe we could do to help get the human race back on no. track towards evolving no. again. No. What I'm about to say is a word I've never uttered in my life, and I think you, you and I face a conundrum. Okay, we fin- we face a conundrum continuing to do this show. There, I said it. Now I've heard you say uttered before, not many times, but two or three for sure. No, no, I'm referring to the word conundrum. This is what we face by continuing to do this radio show. Let's face facts here. We can't pull all the blame for this. We, can't, we, can't, we just can't place it elsewhere. We need to face this ourselves. We consume so many high-calorie, low-protein movies, TV shows, music, and books. That I mean, we just need to step up and assume responsibility for our own part, okay? Yeah. We are just as guilty as, say, Juan Pablo or any of the Kardashians by cranking out you know, show after show of the Spud Goodman radio show. Okay. Well, you know... If that if that's what the conundrum means, I mean, I always thought it meant someone had an ingrown toenail. Uh, no, it means we face a very difficult dilemma here with no easy answers. Do we selfishly continue to dump our program on society, or do we sacrifice our careers for the good of mankind? It shouldn't be a tough decision, but I won't lie. You know, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted here. The evolving thing, we just got to really stick to it. How do you think, you know, we're going to feel a few years down the road when we might possibly have a successful show, but people may start growing tails or at the minimum dragging their knuckles on the ground when they walk. We would be partially responsible for not doing our part to help out. Yeah, I don't want to see people with huge foreheads and recessed eyes again. Oh, and, and what about not just back hair, but... Feet hair, too. I know that will destroy the sex lives of millions of people. We do, really do need to think of the world before our own personal careers, don't we? Well, what I was thinking about was to email Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson Good right idea. now. I'm going to do this on my phone right now and get his recommendation. If he thinks everyone needs to pull together to save mankind and our sex lives, you know, we'll just have to we'll just have to sacrifice it. That's all I can say. I say we hold off on anything, though, until he emails me back. I mean, it's possible I could be wrong on this. I'm trying to no. be proactive, but who knows? I could be a little ahead of the curve. You know, maybe this is not going to begin for a few years and I'm overreacting. Well, when you mail Mr. DeGrasse Tyson, could you also ask him if the sun is going to burn out anytime soon? I've been worrying about that a lot lately. I mean, you know, I've had nightmares about it last week. Summer's coming up and I've really been looking forward to water skiing. I'm going to finally try and get up on one ski, but I always have to drop a ski. Now, once you're I never, get up on you're two... You're never going to be able to get up on one this ski. This is the summer I make it up ski. on one. I've just seen just you water ski. You can't... Chance. You cannot get up on one ski. I already know this. I was up once, and I'm going to go for two and do it on one. Just knock it's one not right gonna off. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I got all summer to learn. Okay. All right, well... But nothing lasts forever, right? 
Well, all I know is I am not going to, to, you know, ask one of the brightest men in the world something so stupid is the sun going to burn out, okay? I'm just going to stick to the de-evolution theory of my question. I think a lot of people would like So right know. now we need to close the show. So, for the record, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and adios. been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. to the Spud Goodman post-show report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi, welcome to the show tonight. Hi, Ivy. Ivy Quinn. Tonight we have with us a special sound guest. It's TJ. We have on one, Nevin, the luscious chick hunter, and special musical guest, Daniel G. Harmon. So, Chick, Hmm? you guys really going to contact NDGT? We sure hope to. Yeah, why? Have you heard of them? Oh, my God. I'm such a huge fan. I'm a big banger. That's what what they call Neil deGrasse Tyson fans, big bangers. Oh, I I heard those stories about you. uh, It's it's because we're so enthusiastic about science, you Mm -hmm. know. I'm I'm picking that up. Enthusiastic, that's what they're calling. So, do you think you'll get them on the show? Well, we hope to. That's a plan. We just Super. want to like, tell us if, if de-evolution is happening or not. If, if he's on, I want I, I want in. Well, I, I mean, I never get to meet anybody famous, and I understand that. I can't quite be trusted, maybe, but in this case, you've got to hook me up. Well, maybe if you make some more of those chocolate chip cookies. I think we have a deal. And right. now, we're going to go up to some music. First up, we have Spud's good friends, the F-Holes, with Give a Little... Following that is the wrestle with wild ones. If you would just give a little, I'd probably give it a go. If you would just give a little, if you would just give a little. 
just need a good woman to tell me what to do. But it's gotta be the woman I want to tell me to. If you would just give a little, if you would just give a little, if you would just give a little, I'd probably give it a go. If you would just give a little, if you would just give a little, if you would just give a little.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. And we're back. We are here tonight with Daniel G. Harmon. And he is um, hanging out in studio because he's nice. Sending a tweet. LOL. <laughs> Hi. Did you, did you put in any emoticons? No, I didn't use emoji on that one. Where, I was sending a tweet to my friend Brent Omaker, who that's a CD over there. Oh, that's pretty I cool. Took a picture of it. Yeah. Dude, the new Android Omaker is awesome. Yeah. Hammond's peace move. And Vox Mod. Yes. yes. Sorry, I hit the 57. So, um, tell us a little bit about you and your stuff. Uh, well, I've been playing music since uh, well, I, my first record came out in 2001. Um, and I released about three or four solo records and then started a band called The Trouble Starts. It kind of started as my backing band and then played with them for about seven years, recorded three records with them. I uh, just had a record that came out in February and our release show for that record actually was our last show. <laughs> and now I'm back to doing solo stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice. I'm digging your acoustical vibe tonight. Thank you very much. Um, I kind of was reading your little bio on the Facebook yeah. thing. It was very deep, very philosophical. Vague, yeah. Well, it was well written. It was articulate. It it was very bittersweet because it felt very um, truthful and a little bit painful, but also hopeful, like stoically hopeful. Can yeah. you can you tell me a little bit more? I think a lot of that was written um, around the time that the Trouble Starts last record came out, and it was exploring different frontiers that people face living in the United States, um, east to west coast type of dynamic. And um, so a lot of that was around that uh, and just kind of the challenges we face as being Americans and also struggling as artists. So that's where a lot of that was inspired by. Very interesting. I, I didn't I didn't write it. Some I hired it. But guy. did you sign off on it? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was just like a magic eight ball with yeah, like exactly. or one of those poetry magnet boxes it's and you an just app. threw it at the fridge. It was an app. It worked. Bio app. Bio app. Shake it. That would actually be pretty good. Somewhere out there right now, if we had listeners, that would happen. Yep. We need an incubator to get behind this idea. So if you have like the quintessential big hit song, something Oof. that captures the hearts and souls of America, mm-hmm. me, not America, the world. Right. You're, you're enjoying that. It's successful. It's amazing. And Weird Al parodies you. How will you feel? I would be super stoked. Would you be? Oh, absolutely. See, yeah. I think that's awesome. I yeah. think that's one of those things that shows you've kind of made it. If you get pissed at that, you're a dick. I, mean, I you're agree. Just like, your ego is way too big. Yeah, I it's think. it's really, I, I would be thrilled if, if something like that happened. If Weird Al even listened to one of my records, I would be stoked, let alone try to like like mess with one of the songs well you Uh, sir are a gentleman and a scholar thank you and i look forward to hearing your next song what are you going to play for us this song is called anna okay here we go And what you know 
Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank Daniel. you so thank you. much. Um, it's my understanding that you have mayhaps consented to stay around and be part of our panel discussions. Let's do this. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? right. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Neither do we. Because well, I don't even I don't even know who Spud Goodman is, and I've he's never this listened one to any guy. of this stuff before. He was so. here earlier. Yeah, the bus dropped me off, and I came in. Well, you're off to a good start. <laughs> Thanks. Super. Two thumbs up. So now we have Chick's first clip. Yeah, you know, we interview a lot of people, but we interviewed we interviewed George Luke, Luke George Lucas, right? George, George Lopez, and he was really nice and told all sorts of fun things. And I just thought we should uh, give a listen to little, give it a little more airtime to uh, what he said. Alrighty. Or I mean, the, the thing, I guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive, maybe within the industry, I mean, you, you don't exactly uh, bite your tongue. And that, I mean, a lot of people just you know kiss ass and just and and don't say anything. But you know, you you had your own show and you obviously chose to go another route. I heard, I'd heard Leno was a little pissed that you had called him out about that, but. You know, I would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers. Well, you know, I had no negative feedback. Listen, Jay Leno is his own person. If he's upset, I wouldn't. Listen, if somebody talked about me like that, I'd be upset, to be honest. So, uh, you know, I haven't received a call from him. If he calls, we'll talk. If he doesn't, we won't talk. But uh, I, I don't, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no 
there's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and I don't like him. I think that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't like vanilla ice cream, but that doesn't keep me from going to Baskin-Robbins. And, and you don't like me a lot of times. Yeah. You tell me. All right, uh, so let me... Let's... I don't like vanilla ice. Uh, that's what I was... That's He's what I heard. too cold. Yeah. Too cold. Yeah, that's what it was. I like the way George Lopez just casually threw it, like, uh, he doesn't like me and I don't like him. I mean, if you didn't listen, it's like, oh, he did say that, didn't he? But he is a great guy to talk to, very nice. Okay. Now I want to do my research. On want, George Lopez? I want to see what the dirt is. I, I did some research and I found a page that had like a historical blow-by-blow blow of who hates Jay Leno and why. Is it like who doesn't? It really kind of, that's what I sort of found out, is it seems like he um, really wants to be liked, and yet he is somewhat universally despised. That shit must have just happened because, I mean, a lot his numbers of hatred must have gone up after the Conan debacle. Well, it was way back to Arsenio Hall days in the before times. Not the before times. So did does Ego Ruiz ugly head? I don't know. It, you know, it's a tough business. People have to please, and they have to really sometimes ingratiate to get where they want or what they need. Is, is and then sometimes there's some nasty, ugly stuff that happens in, in the execution of said behavior. Yeah, too many people getting bumped probably because of Tom Cruise. Or do so does that mean Jimmy Fallon's in the future, something's going to happen bad to him? No. No, okay. everyone loves Jimmy. No, Jimmy's the best. Okay. Super. So now we're going to listen to some music. We have a tune for you by The Purrs, who played in Tacoma last Saturday with Trees and Timber. I've heard of them. And apparently they tore the place up. Here's Rotting on the Vine, and then we have Amplified Heat with Lost. Just as long as I got more than you, I'd sell myself for anything, a couple pills.
this is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Don't go away. Ivy and the gang will be right back. For us, uh, well, we're going to play Spud's clip of the week with creationism versus evolution, which was really kind of interesting because you know we've been thinking about that a lot lately. Spud you you make it sound like a question. It's not <laughs> creationism versus evolution. I'm ready. Now, do they do any interviews with scientists themselves during this whole thing? And do they ever give a creationist any time? Do they ever give a creationist any time? Do they ever give a creationist, creationist, creationist any time? Uh, but it's based upon uh, the narration from the host and then uh, various types of little um, uh, little video clips of various things, cartoons and uh, things like that. Little video clips of various things, little video clips of various things, cartoons, 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 tunes and uh, things like that. Well, Boy, boy, boy. But when you have so many scientists who simply do not accept uh, Darwinian evolution, Darwinian evolution, Darwinian evolution, you know, the old some scientists say this, others disagree and think this. Some scientists say this. That's not even allowed. That's not even allowed. That's not even allowed. You know, all ideas are, are discussed. You know, everything's up for discussions all on the table. And I thought to myself, no, no, no. Consideration of a special creation is special creation. Is special creation is definitely not uh, open for for discussion, it would seem. <laughs> this adventure is made possible by generations of searchers strictly adhering to a simple set of rules. Test ideas by experiment and observation. Build on those ideas that pass the test. Reject the ones that fail. Follow the evidence wherever it leads and question everything. Seems to me that that might be something to throw in there. Sometimes, you know, the old some scientists say this, others disagree and think this, but that's not even allowed. I, I hate to begin this little discussion contrary. No, you don't. I, I do. I no, loathe it, don't. but I feel it's my duty. Okay. Why are they upset? They're saying that they aren't getting equal time because. That's science, mm-hmm. and they're not science. That's clearly faith, which is their, you know, right. But why do they have all their undergarments, special religious kind or not, in a bunch? <laughs> I, you know, I think that faith is a hard thing to argue with, and I think that when, when having conversations with my own family and stuff, you know, when it comes to faith, logic goes out the window. So. You know, no matter what you present, you know, people that are spiritual or, or Christian with are never going to believe you. Have you tried nuh-uh? Uh, 
No, that's a good point. Next time I'll do that. Just <laughs> just keep doing nah, uh-uh. and they will. I think you'll maybe at least find it somewhat satisfying. But but if you take all the time they put into saying if we don't get enough time to do this, you don't you're not giving us equal time. You took all that time and actually use that as what you want instead of saying you're not getting enough time. I think you'd have enough time. I think that in their own venues, they have ample time. However, I believe their beef is that they are not getting science time on Cosmo. Oh, oh, is that where it's kind of out of context? It's like that's specifically what they're talking about. Yeah, they're saying that they're not getting fair time from the scientists. The show's not about, you know... They're saying, I think they're attempting to argue that they have a valid scientific argument. However, as the little spliced bit at the end of Mr. N.D.G.T. himself said. Space pimp. He is smooth like the Milky Way, (laughs) baby. Um, But he said it's science. It's experimentation. It's testing and proving theories. And that's where they're kind of like, oh, uh oh. Well, the whole idea behind science is we prove it and then a lot of times we're wrong and there's a lot of stuff that we don't understand. But you can't but just you can't, make stuff up and say, you have to believe me because I want you to. Right, or I found these you know, books in the desert. So now everyone needs to follow it. <laughs> you mean when you make up clever rules where you're like, no, you can't find out anything about this because otherwise God will smite you? you right. are, you calling, are you calling bullshit on that? Mm. Anyway, commercial break. Is that what it is? Okay, so now we have a tune for you. It's from legendary producer engineer Jack Indino and his band Indino's Earthworm. Isn't that earworm? No. Earthworm. Is it earthworm? Okay, because my things, I, I, I read it wrong and I apologize. So it's titled Wasp, and then we have a tune from Bipolaroid Supernatural Beauty.
Goodman Post Show Report. Ivy? Yes, Chick? Would you like to hear another clip from the show? I believe this would be an ideal time for another clip from the previous hour. Okay, now if you could, li- could listen to a clip, who would you like to listen to? Just guess. Guess who it is. Guess. I bet um, you can't. I bet you can't. Let's see. The show. Yeah, yeah. This can't show guess. tonight. Yeah. Uh, Never guess. Never gonna guess. Was it Dana Gould? Oh, yes, it is. Let's roll that. Um, hey, what's Super. your take on whether mankind has uh, hit the wall and, and you know, in terms of development? Uh, something Chick and I have been dealing with the, the, the whole concept. We're, we're just development. We're, we're mulling everything over. The signs are clearly all around us. Don't you think that uh, that that we start de-evol- we're de-evolving? Basically, you know, I mean, I could see evolving. Yes, de-evolving. We got Maroon Five, the E Channel, Sarah Palin, of course. I'm no scientist, but what do you think? Well, here's my theory, and I'll, and I'll give you a practical example of where I come from in this. I recently, uh, well, I lost my wedding ring recently. Um, I was in one of those, um, a divorce. And oh, yeah, I think Chick so, and I have had some experience with that. Yeah. So I've been single now mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in about 20 years. Uh, and uh, I thought that uh, women had evolved out of body hair. Uh, that it was just a human evolution thing mm-hmm. that happened without me being told. Um, uh, it turns uh, the way we the way we lost our vestigial tail, um, but uh, it turns out it's just a fashion choice. Uh, I I never realized that that was attractive. I, I I don't know when that became attractive. Uh, I, I don't when, either. But... When 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 women started thinking what guys really like is when you look like a giant baby, but with boobs. So why did you pick that that clip? <laughs> I don't know. No, it was it was a, a different perspective. I just liked what he said about like how he lost his wedding ring because when he said he lost his wedding ring, like, ooh, your wife's gonna be so mad. And like said, in Apollo thirteen when it like went down yeah, the drain. Yeah. <laughs> and but it said no, I was in a divorce. I thought, oh, she's not gonna be mad now. Well, well maybe, I thought that was a good way to put it. Maybe that's what pissed her off in the first place. Right. 
like an Apollo figure. Oh, I didn't think about that. But as long as she doesn't look like a big baby with, you know. <laughs> it's accurate, though, because being a lady and having lady issues to deal with, I can explain to you that the entire body hair issue is emotionally draining and physically painful, dude. What, dealing with it? Yes. Emotionally, it's difficult? Yes, because okay. you're made to feel terrible if you Daniel, don't have a certain image <laughs> presented on one. Go wax your bikini wine. Hey, have you guys ever right played? Now. Have you guys, I already did early this morning. Have you guys ever played Guess Her Muff? No. Guesshermuff.net is, this is an one of actual, my like, Milton websites. Bradley box game, or is no, this something you do on your own time? Is it like Operation, where if you is hit there it a wrong, spinner? it buzzes? Is there a spinner? <laughs> or do you put it together like Mousetrap? Heidi Klum. It's, it's on the web. It's on the web. You get to see a girl in plain clothes. You know, she might be in her little, like... Undercover like, plain clothes or, huh? like, street clothes? It's just like, you know, she she might just be in, like, her jogging outfit, or maybe she just got home from work or whatever, and you get to see in her, her jogging outfit? In clothes, and then you click on the, on the link, and it... And and it brings a picture of her completely nude on purpose, and you got and you got to guess her muff. You got to guess whether she's got like a landing strip or a Brazilian. <laughs> okay, now here's or, my thing. You know, like dudes are doing Movember, or like the Lenny Kravitz is how muff Dana Gold Vember? put it. Uh, no, dudes are doing yeah, Movember. I think we need to have something for ladies where we grow out our bikini lines, and we can have like the Abe Lincoln. We can have the Fu Manchu. <laughs> muff Vember. Um, Bush Bush Tober. Dissembush. dreads and call it the Marley. Anyway, P- I think we need P- to do P-B-Wary. that until dudes start like fully waxing their balls or nairing them and Ow. dealing with all of that. Is nair even a thing? Can you still get that? Yes, nair v. Haven't you gone on Amazon and read all the amazing stories about the dumbass dudes that don't follow directions and, don't nair- and they nair the oh. out of their and their. And, um, I don't. I don't read those. Reviews. They are actually hysterical. They're amazingly funny. I haven't seen a naked woman in ten years. I don't oh. know. Yeah, because your mom does chick, not chick, count. I'll, I'll come over this weekend and hook you up with the internet at your house. <laughs> okay. You will. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, you can watch the internet and nair yourself. It's all about muffornot.com. Is that what it is? Yes, or muff.net. <laughs> so now we're gonna Everybody's play a song. Going right now, I can hear the internet running. <laughs> we're gonna play a song. It's by Fly Golden Eagle, titled Devil's Eye. And after that, a band that appeared on Spud's show this fall, Half Rushmore with Just a Boy.
What's wrong? I've been having some problems like at home at my mom and dad's house. They always, they want me to use an alarm clock and just the name alarm clock scared me because alarm! Why don't they call it a wakey wakey box or something? Well, honey, you could put a piece of tape on there and write wakey wakey box if it makes you feel better. It might, but the problem is when I was nine years old, they made me get a paper out. Okay. And back then it was an afternoon paper and that was okay, except Sunday morning, it was a morning paper, and I had to get up early, and my mom gave me this wind-up Big Ben clock with a horrible clang to it, and I'd just sit there and stare at it all night, and I wouldn't get any sleep because I was scared of it. And then they went to all morning paper, and then I was like, had to use it all the time, and I just didn't like it, you know? And when Spud and I would move out of town, you know, we'd go work in, in uh, Truckee or, or in Hoboken, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time I came back, my mom and dad would say, oh, we saved your paper out for you. You start tomorrow, and I have to take my paper out again. And there'd be that Big Ben alarm clock sitting in my room, and I, I just get so scared about it, you know? And, and, you know, I tried putting it across the room, Super in the, in the closet, in a box outside my bedroom door, in a drawer wrapped in socks, in a shoebox, in a shoe outside my window, and in my mom's room and my dad's room. But they didn't like that at all. I put it next to my rabbit, but he he was really mad about that. I put it in the bathtub, and that made it worse. I didn't know what to do about this because it's it's just a, just wind up big bed alarm clock and it glows. Okay, okay. I want you to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Okay, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Easy. Okay, do you still need it? You don't have a paper route anymore, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so do you still need it to get up early? Yes, I do. Okay, honey. How about I take you shopping and we'll get you a nice, happy, like maybe a Hello Kitty alarm clock. And then what we'll do is we'll have a big special ceremony where we ritually destroy the old alarm clock. I don't know if my Super. mom would like that. You know, well, 
she she might get mad if I destroyed her. You think about Big it. Big Ben. Right now, we're going to go back to some music. First up, we have Black Violin with Brandenburg. And then we have a local act, Johnny Loves June, headed by Frank Sandoval of Seattle with his version of Tennessee Flat Top Box. So you think about it, okay? Okay. Texas border towns had a boy and his guitar 
And the people came from all around And all the girls from there to Austin Were slipping away from home And putting jewelry in hot To take the trip To go and listen To the little dark-haired boy That played a Tennessee flat-top box And he would play And he'd be happy all the time And all the girls from 9 to 90 Were snapping fingers, tapping toes And begging him don't stop And hypnotized and fascinated By the little dark-haired boy That played a Tennessee flat-top box And he would play Got him in the little town But all the girls Still dreamed about him And hung around the cabaret Until the doors were locked Then one day On the hit parade Was a little dark-haired boy That played a Tennessee flat-top box And he would play Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. I'd like to thank Daniel G. Harmon once again for coming in and playing for us. Beautiful music. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Do you have any gigs coming up? Yeah, I am playing at the Showbox in Seattle on April 17th, and you can get tickets from uh, my website or from my Facebook page. Really cool. Thank I'm you. very excited for you. Showbox. Yes, sir. April 17th. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for saying it again. And I'd Never like hurts. to thank our panel. And well, thank you also for participating in the panel. But thank you to TJ Keen for insight. filling in tonight Thanks, to TJ. On One for your myriad of game experience. And Nevin, and of course, Chick. Hmm? Oh, right. We're going to take care of you. We'll fix this clock thing. You'll Can we get an right. Adventure Time one? <laughs> Yes. Super. All right. I know that would make you happy. Yeah. You can pick whichever character you want. Okay. And so for Marceline. tonight, 
thank you again for tuning in. Please check uh, my Facebook page out. Maybe like it. Check out Spud's fo- uh, Facebook page. Maybe like him. Maybe the show Facebook page. Yes, he has a show page. And, and, and Daniel's. I believe Daniel has a Facebook page also. I don't hear anything except for dogs. Um, I think they're on your Facebook page. Yeah, my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash DGH and TTS. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, and have a good night. Thank you. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Report.